0: It is the Chicago Verse Podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago.
1: Right on, Haima Black. I'm at 2112. I'm here with Martin Atkins. I've talked to you. God, I was thinking about it. I've been, I've been talking to you and and producing interviews with you or being around interviews with you, going back to the local one-on-one days. For like 20 years now. Oh my
0: Lord, that's crazy, isn't it?
1: I was a teenager when I met you. (laughs) I just had my 37th birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I was thinking about it while I was watching you guys perform and I was just going in my head, I was like, man, like, you know, remembering when I was a kid and Chris Payne introduced us and I was just like, I have known you for a long, long time and you have always, always been busy. You've always been doing things.
0: Yeah, well, I think there's a... There's definitely a feeling now of like I'd really like to not be busy. There's probably there's 18 books I want to read yeah. piled up on my shelf.
1: Probably 18 more you want to write too.
0: Oh yeah, well I yeah I'm actually still in the process of that with my P.I.L. book, but um, yeah. And although it's strange, so this seems like the craziest busiest thing to do, but it's so relaxing ultimately. Really? To play my drums and be around this stuff, to sit back there and have all these people come in, have Chris Conley walk in. I haven't worked with Chris in, I don't know, we did some damage money and stuff, but he hasn't sung with Pig Face in maybe 15 years plus. And um, just to have him sing six songs and leave, it's because they were flawless. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy.
1: So I want to talk all about the pig face stuff because this is so interesting to me. But, but just another question, just bigger picture. Like, really, it feels like as long as I've known you and certainly well before that, you've always been someone who has kept busy. You've always been somebody who has so many different creative projects going on. Not just one thing or the other thing, but multiple, multiple creative concentrations, multiple projects. You know, are you a shark? Like, if you just shut down, will you just die? Because I've never seen you in a Whoa. period where you're not... Busy, uh, well, where you're not active, I should say.
0: I, I hadn't thought about it until you said that. I think I definitely wanted to get more physical. That was a part of this. Yeah. You know, my brain is worrying, but I think it's the physical activity coupled with the brain worrying that's a pretty interesting combination.
1: Because when you're teaching and when you're sitting down and writing, those are great pursuits and they're very noble, but they're very, especially the writing, it, it's a relatively yeah. sedentary physical activity. Your brain is, is fully going, but you're right. Like this, when I saw you playing the drums in here in the performance room here, it's like you were, you were going, that was your cardio. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and it's, it's not even cardio is a hilarious joke compared to playing the drums. And So (laughs) what what I'm trying to get to is who actually am I right? There was a, a period where I thought, you know, my dad bought me a drum kit so I started playing drums So I did that for quite a while and was very successful. And then I accidentally started teaching and then I wrote a a book and then I started speaking. Right. And so I had this kind of 14 years off from playing my drums. And then I started to think that my two youngest kids who are 11 and 15 don't know me as a drummer. It's like dad, the teacher, dad, the speaker. And I'm like, I don't want them to know me as that. I mean, it's useful to threaten them. Right. Like, don't start with me. I write curriculum. <laughs> Do your homework. Yeah. But I wanted them to know me and see me as this crazy drummer that I am. Right. And see that in a world of restrictions and fears and safety and all of this crap, <laughs> there, are, there are these other possibilities. Yeah, You know, that was really important for me to show them that.
1: Yeah, so Pig Face, active now. We're recording this, you know, in November uh, 2019. Let's go back a little bit. This was formed in, at least going off the online research, formed in 1990. Do you even remember when this concept... You know, because sometimes great ideas happen and people are like, I didn't realize at the time that it was this great idea, but do you have that vivid memory or do you, what do you recall about the time when this began and did you realize you'd still be doing this all these years later?
0: Well, first off, addressing the last bit first, I don't think any of us thought, I didn't think I'd be doing this past 25. Yeah. You know, that's my dad and the culture at the time you're going to have three good years maybe with a hit single, make the most of it. Sure. And yet here we are. I just saw modern English in Denver. I'm like, oh my God, they had one really good song and they're still going. Sure. You know? And so, aha, I still go. I saw them in Norway, <laughs> you know? So there's this longevity to this if you want it. Pig face kind of happened while Bill Riefland and I were using the practice pads to warm up on the 1990 cage tour. And, um, we were just talking and um, I think I said, look, we're this really great ministry cover band. What would happen if we were just allowed to go nuts? Sure. You know, and I think I suggested to Al, or at least I invited Al to the studio the day the ministry tour ended. Cause I knew if everybody left town, I couldn't afford to bring everybody back.
1: Right. Yeah. You know,
0: and was in Germany with KMFDM David. Yeah. I don't know where David yeah was Texas probably. And, um, so it was It was the day after the tour and we had two crazy days then Bill and I stayed around and, and mixed it. But it was just a crazy project. Maybe subconsciously there was this idea of it's not like there's a Jazz Coleman or a Johnny Rotten or an Al Jorgensen or a Trent Reznor in this band. It's all interchangeable from the get-go. Sure. So maybe I put the mechanics behind it with an intention of flexibility. But actually, it created a template, a hammock of support for crazy creativity.
1: Well, and, you know, so along those lines, because I have a couple questions just about the, the kind of revolving lineup of this band, because you see some bands and, you know, some musical projects, and it's the same three or four or five people. Yep. And, you know, uh, not many bands keep that intact, <clears throat> but some do. And then other projects, especially like Pig Face, are more of an SNL. It's the same name, but you look at SNL in 2019 and SNL in the 70s, completely different vehicles, except for they're based around comedy.
0: That's a, that's a really good analogy, actually. I mean, and even within this tour, so Randy Blythe comes in for a week. Mary is here for Cleveland, goes back to the UK for a week. Um, Justin Pearson is coming out for a week. Different, I think we're going to see Andrew Weiss in Philadelphia. So within the revolving lineup from tour to tour, there's a revolving line. The drummer from right. Flogging Molly's coming to Detroit. Danny Carey's coming out for two shows. Well, and and so, there's
1: not many musical projects where Flogging Molly and Tool are switching members, <laughs> you know, like are, are rotating in and out. That's just well, not a thing.
0: So So then you get to, honestly, it's a... Can I swear? Sure. Yeah, it's podcast. It's a fucking tight fucking band. Yeah. But it's this other thing. It's this glue. It's this feeling we all have, which I think might be the essence of what music is all about. Just this community, camaraderie, shorthand communication with each other. Everybody's hugging everybody all the time, band to band, uh, bands and fans. We're making these pay-it-forward tickets available for people who just don't have any money anymore, just fucked by the system. Yeah. And it just feels really, uh, it's really special to me. I mean, I love my time in all those bands I've been in. but And the music was great. We did some great stuff. But this is a really cool this is a gang.
1: Well, and, you know, whether or not you want to call yourself the leader, let's, let's call you the organizer, at least, of this project, right? So what goes into that role where you have, I don't even know how many people were in that performance room right then. I don't 20. know how many people. 20. <laughs> so when there's 20 people just in this version of Pig Face that exists tonight in this hour, how much do you lead, and then when do you step back? Because at some point, you do have to come in and say, okay, well, this is what we're doing, but I have a feeling you're not dictating everything.
0: No, well, isn't that good leadership? Right. It, it's more like, hey, here's an interesting shampoo that's in the shower, and we've got towels, and there's pizza coming, and there's coffee. and Is everybody comfortable? Yeah. You know. I mean, what else? What else can I tell Leslie? You know, or or, or Mary Biker? Like, hey, but, you know, to facilitate them, and also to create this umbrella in which. I, I think I said when we were rehearsing, there's no such thing as a mistake. Right? right? It isn't like, I, I imagine like a Frank Zappa situation where it's like somebody played a quarter note on the diminished F, which might not even exist. Right. But some kind of insane, you know, policed musical mathematical problem. It's just an energy. And if I can help the energy, everything else will happen. I mean how long have I been playing with Charles Levi? He played some stuff half an hour ago. I'm just like, Oh my God, this guy's amazing. Yeah. You know? And so it's not how well did we play that song compared to the album? It's like, what are we feeling now? Who's around and are we interested?
1: Sure. And that's a great way to like, it's a great concept to base this around. It's just like, do I want to do this? Do these people want to do it? Do we all want to do it? And, and nothing's forced. So what are the advantages and what are the challenges? Because I would imagine like right off the bat, scheduling this many people has got to be like the fact that you you even have anybody here. I've I've been doing this podcast a long time and I've had a lot of contributors and like it's, you know this, it's hard to get people in the same room at the same time.
0: Yeah, well... There's an advantage to doing this for 27 years. So I could call Leslie and go, we're doing pig face. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like one of those movies with the old guys who rob banks. Just we're one did, more job. yeah. One more job. Yeah. We did and they're just like straight <laughs> on the bus, you know. It's exactly like that. I think that we've created this thing. It's a pig face thing. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. I remember the first time Mary Biker got involved. Paul Raven was in London. God bless Paul Raven. And he handed Mary five hundred pounds. He said, "We're doing this pigface thing. Get a ticket." And Mary was just like, "What are you? What is he talking about? I'm not in this band, <laughs> you know." And Mary just went and spent the money, right? But then the next tour, he came and did it. Right. It's it's just this thing, and we get better at it, less clingy, less insecure about the outcomes like what we could have a terrible tour it's not going to ruin my career you know like so instead of being precious about something how does that fact enable some other possibilities
1: and what kind of discoveries does that lead to because I got to think if you are kind of letting the chips you know obviously there's structure but like you're letting the chips fall where they may to some degree what kind of happy accidents are born out of that
0: it's all happy accidents I mean if there was just a bunch of really mediocre people right you could you've got to give them yeah no jump in the air and go crazy wear a stripy uh, track suit and go nuts but with these people you just let them go and that, that's sometimes that gets a little bit weird when i remember jim thurwell from fetus said how does this next song go and I just said, Jim, I don't know how it goes with you. <laughs> I know how it went with Genesis P. Orage, but I don't know how it goes with you. You know, And that's difficult for some people who want some guidance.
1: Some people are of that type of mind. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of of that type of mind. I like structure. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can improv, but I really thrive well in clearly defined structure, and I, I build that for myself because I know that's where I work best. Other people, the less interference they have, the better. Right,
0: so those people... The people are like, six weeks out, we just need the the song map for the five songs. And I'm like, I don't even know any of the songs in the set, (laughs) you know, let alone how they go. And so in that case, I'm just like, absolutely, give me a couple of days. You know, and they're six weeks out, and they're thinking they're going to be prepared. And then two weeks later, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Sorry about that. We're absolutely (laughs) going to get this sorted out next week. And you just kind of time stretch things and help people into this, what can be very frightening. Right. But it isn't really. And once you're on stage and it doesn't matter, I mean, it really does matter, but it doesn't matter. That's giving the audience such an honest, in-the-moment thrill to be a part of, like, what the hell? Yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: It's never the same show twice. Yeah. 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 So this is a project, you know, I was looking through the timeline of this, And it's come back through the years in various, you know, obviously lineups, but also sometimes it's just a one-off show. Right now it's a tour. What is it about Pig Face that you keep coming back to this concept, even if it's maybe three, five, seven years apart, but you keep returning to Pig Face?
0: on the one hand, I'm returning to my drums. Yeah. You know, and this is the way, kind of, I play my drums now, which is ridiculously cumbersome. (laughs) That... I need to assemble 20 people <laughs> the,
1: before. And, yeah. Before you can pick up the and, sticks, I've got to be 20 people
0: in the room. Right. And, and five of those people need visas. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's just like, what did you I do? You couldn't have made it easy for what yourself. What did I do? And, and so, but you're, you're asking me questions that I'm actually thinking about right now. What, why, why am I doing that? This tour doesn't make any sense. I can run a spreadsheet I know my. I wrote a book on touring. I've seen how you teach. Yeah, and and this does not make sense. It doesn't. And then I had this kind of moment. I really like the band Test Department. I brought them over here in twenty two years ago, and there was like seven of them, and it was crazy and inspirational. and And I saw them recently. It was three of them with a laptop and a video screen, and I just thought, no. Right. No, no, no. And the bands that were spectacle have strategized themselves. And I understand it. I can run a spreadsheet and I go, well, it's only two hotel rooms and three flights now, and boom, boom, boom. I sure. get it. But that made me all the more want to go, okay, two drummers, three bass players. Absolutely, just ridiculous. Right. You don't need three bass players but you kind of do, because how can it not make any sense if it makes sense? Right. So honestly, having not done this in 14 years, and teaching at a university, which is the opposite of risky, sure, developing curriculum, it feels crazier for me to do this now than it ever has, and I'm not half-assing the craziness it's full pig face crazy
1: fully committed yeah um, but it's got to be so exciting to just kind of like because you're right like i it's weird like i, I kind of followed a little bit of a similar path that you were already on i haven't re- wrote any books but like i started teaching mm-hmm. i've done the speaking thing you know yep. and you're somebody who i saw doing these things and, and that kind of helped put the idea in my head that like you can come from a music background and then and then bring that knowledge but it's it's structured you know what you're showing up to and there's some surprises but it's Teaching is not like this. So it's got to be really nice to just be able to cut loose, pick up the sticks, and just make some chaos.
0: But teaching is a bit like this because I don't care if the structure of a class falls apart. If five people are really jabbering and interested in this one thing, let's pour gasoline on that spark. Sure, And, and the class went off the rails and, and my my weekly plan is destroyed. If people are engaged, right, I'll go with that. so I think one feeds the other and I find myself I think it was Peter Gabriel who turned his back to the audience and fell backwards Right, and we're all professionals and we're not idiots so if I was Peter Gabriel and I turned my back to the audience and fell backwards I'd have a crew guy Giving me a signal, which okay. I right. also have four security guys in the pit, just moving people along, and some other people with like an inflatable emergency high jump landing bag, right. But this feels like there there's nobody telling me it's okay. <laughs> there aren't any crew guys in the pit. I don't have an emergency inflatable bag. I'm just falling backwards, and it's very interesting to me. I wasn't expecting Randy Blythe. To come out. I d- I've never met Randy. That's what I love about Pig Face. Yeah. I haven't worked with Chris Connolly in many years. And Chicago we've done, legend. Yeah. And we've yeah. done so much together, um, including that ministry tour. And for him to be coming back to do three shows, I'm like, okay, I'm very happy with this. This is, this is fantastic. For Danny Carey to send me an email, I'm like, hey, I'm spending Thanksgiving with the family. I'm like, okay, why is he telling us? <laughs> but I'd love to do Minneapolis and Chicago. And I'm like, oh, my God.
1: Well, and so that's going to go into my next question. Okay. And only a couple of quick questions left because I don't want to, okay. you got a whole team of people yeah, here. Yeah. But on the note of Danny Carey, for example, you know, and he's not just like hitting you up when it's like Tool hasn't been active for four years and they don't have anything going on they released their first album in 75 years or whatever it's been, yeah. and they're on tour right now. So for him to be like, okay, I've been waiting 13 years for Maynard to show up and do this, but I'm also going to take time. So uh, the question here that I had next was like Trent Reznor, Chris Connolly, David Yao, Steve Albini, Danny Carey, Flea, Frank Black, Jelly Biafra, that's just going off the wiki, and that's just like barely scratching the surface. Yeah. How does it feel when you look at, I don't even mean just the famous people, but just for the people listening to some reference, but when you look at the caliber of talent that have been involved in this, how does it feel that you have brought together and, and that many people from so many talented backgrounds have wanted to be a part of this?
0: Right, but the, that question sounds like, it sounds like, how do I feel that those people wanted to work with me? Right. But it isn't that. I'm just here waving the pig face flag and those people wanted to work with pig face.
1: So, sure.
0: But you know, Danny came out with us for 10 days in 1994 Wow. And I don't think he knows that I remember sitting in the bus going, bah, 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 this, uh, this guy, that guy. I'm like, oh, I know what I, oh, there aren't enough bunks. <laughs> so I gave Danny my bunk and I slept in the, on the floor of the bus up front. And Tool for,
1: wasn't for, famous for then. It's not like people no. were kissing their ass then.
0: No, no, no. 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 And um, I think that I'm just waving the pig face flag and that's what I do. So I don't think I'd love to I I like Danny a lot. I love that guy and I'm a child sitting at his feet. But I think he wants to be involved in the energy that sure. being face just like I do. So uh, you know, I could say yeah, I'm pushing the the snowball up the mountain, but it's also pushing me up the mountain. Yeah. Uh, it's feels spiritual in a way without getting all spiritual. Um it it feels like this that you set this thing in motion and the craziness of it pulls people in and protects us all. And that sounds really spiritual. <laughs> that, no, no, no,
1: um, but it's it's great. So as we're wrapping up here, talk about the lineup that's here, that's on these dates for 2019, 2020. Like, who's on the team? Who are you excited about? You know, what oh. can people look forward to in these live dates from this group? Talk about this lineup of Pigface.
0: Mary Biker, gay bikers on acid, populates itself. Early, he's on the Fouke album. Leslie Rankine, who we just reunited with in 2016 uh she's here at ruby are going to be doing some dates opening up for us galen lee is coming out for a few dates again curse Mackey, whose solo career is just exploding right now mm-hmm. charles levi on bass greta brinkman on bass bob dog on guitar ns from kmfdm on vocals and guitar Oh my goodness! Bradley Bills from Chant uh, doing the double drum duty. Uh, Danny Carey in Minneapolis and Chicago. Randy Blythe for a week. I mean, uh, and,
1: and you went through that without a list in front of you. I got to let people know at home. There's no list in front of you. That was just off the top of your head.
0: No, and I'm maybe uh, Layla uh, Layla playing cello. Oh my sure. goodness, um, just people, just people jumping. Uh, uh, Bruce Lamont is going to play sax. Um, I saw Orville run, in there. Uh, Orville Klein run kind of, he's, see, he's just discovering what it is. Right. So I think we're, we are pushing his concepts of time and performance off the grid, literally, figuratively. Yeah, because uh, for
1: a DJ, it's all about keeping that time signature and then This is just yeah, metal jazz. Well, no,
0: no, let, let it go. And when you hear the two clicks, we're back in. Sure. You know? so, so he, and he's getting it, and he's remixing it in his head, and he's remixing it, and it's going to be great to see that happen. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ayatoya Anya, is going to sing suck in Polish.
1: Wow. Um, wow. Which is
0: re- a really interesting experiment, because you know the song. Sure. But you, who knows Polish? Right. Not me. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, really it's exciting. Yeah.
1: Final question here, and again, I appreciate you taking time out of this evening and when you've got so much going on. What's next for you? Whether it's Pig Face, whether it's Pig Face 30 years from now, whether it's another book, like I, I know you've got other stuff on your plate, you always do. What else are you looking at in uh, 2020? Uh,
0: new curriculum at Milliken, Yes. Uh, new music business program, a new music conference. We're taking an extra bus out with us on this tour, which is full of students.
1: How cool. Uh,
0: it's called the, the Tour Smart Tour Bus. Wendy Day is coming out to teach on the bus, which is rap coalition. It's just insane. So that's going on. But for me, it's, I have to finish my PIL book. But for me, 2020 is about me finding not the drummer me, the speaker me, the writer me, the teacher me. It's like finding all of these things together in one person. That's yeah. my thing.
1: I love it. Um, we're going to wrap this up. I know there's a lot of people here waiting on you, but I just got to say, you know, uh, like I said at the beginning of this interview, I've known you since I was a teenager working at Q101 with Chris Payne when he would book <laughs> you back in the old days. And, and seeing your musical career, your education career, your speaker career, all of the different hats you've worn and everything you've done, it's been inspiring to me. And it's helped me see a path outside of just having one creative lane. So I just have to say thank you for, for really being, I think, so not only inspirational, but just always forging such a creative path and showing, I think, a lot of people that they don't have to just do one thing. It's just been very cool to see. So thank you for everything.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty
1: Descend.